Good morning, runners, joggers, and walkers of Montana. My name is Xander Dannenhauer, and today I'll be discussing some of the steps that you can take to knock seconds or even minutes off your running times, and more importantly, how you can feel more confident as you take part in this glorious community sport. Among these topics, I'll be talking about what having good genetics actually means, along with the adjustments that you can make with both your physical and mental training. Before we go into all that, I'd like to introduce myself further and go into a little bit of what running means to me. As I said before, my name is Xander Dannenhauer. I've been running competitively since my freshman year in high school, and in the past four years I have fallen completely in love with this sport and all that it has to offer. I was very recently a captain of the Bozeman High School cross country team, and I've been a part of that team for several strong statewide performances. I won't be going into full depth today, but I hope to give you useful pointers that will help you to broaden your running horizons. What do genetics actually mean in the world of running? Genetics, though not the most important factor, can give an individual a boost in their ability to succeed at running. It was once assumed that the largest genetic split between cultures was VO2 max. A runner's VO2 max marks the maximum amount of oxygen that their body can use. Typically, a better runner will have a much higher VO2 max than the average citizen. It was once believed that certain cultures had a genetic predisposition to have a higher VO2 max. However, a 2003 study by Henrik B. Larsen countered this by revealing that untrained athletes from different areas in Africa all tended to have similar base VO2 maxes. The real effect of genetics showed not in an athlete's VO2 max, but in an athlete's VO2 max percentage, meaning an athlete's ability to reach and hold their VO2 max during high-intensity running. Athletes from Kenya demonstrated a much stronger ability to hold their VO2 max than athletes from South Africa. This ability certainly provides a boost to one's ability to succeed, but in the grand scheme of things, does this really mean anything? A study by Robert A. Scott suggests that though successful runners do tend to have some sort of genetic advantage, the real factor that drives athletic performance is not a culture's genetics, but the culture itself. Scott argues that the real reason East African athletes are so successful at marathoning is the running culture that they were raised in. The random genetic advantages that humans may have are more apparent in, in East Africa, not due to better genetics, rather to the fact that everyone runs. Those who have a genetic predisposition for running tend to rise above their peers as they train and push themselves. Genetics, of course, play a large role in running success, but ultimately there are more important factors that go into increasing success. In the words of former Olympic ice hockey coach Herb Brooks, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. This quote draws attention to the fact that although the best in the world is certainly a combination of hard work and talent, in a head-to-head -head battle, hard work will almost always triumph over talent. In order to increase speed and endurance in running, it is important that an athlete train their physical fitness and their form. These trainable factors have been proven to hold a very strong correlation to athletic success. Muscular fitness is seen in the form of strength and body type. In a 2009 study on the topic, a set of very apparent correlations formed between body fat and speed and lean muscle and speed. Body fat, as it was shown, has a negative impact on speed. In fact, the longer the distance of a race, the lower the body mass of that race's competitive runners tended to be. Lean muscle, on the other hand, is seen to have a positive impact on speed. These two factors overlap to create an image of what the optimal distance runner should look like, a balance of low body mass and high lean muscle is seen in almost all successful distance runners. Body type plays a massive role in determining success, but body type alone means nothing if it is not accompanied by good running form. Form is important due to its impact on an athlete's running economy. 
Running economy is essentially the energy efficiency that the body can attain while running. Over longer distances, proper running economy is a make or break factor in determining success. Athletes can directly train their form to increase their running economy. This should be done to correct bad habits and to prevent injuries. In less urgent circumstances, however, runners will see greater improvements to their form through time and experience. In a 12-week study done on 10-year-olds, it was shown that directly teaching form to children did not significantly improve their times or help them to become better runners. Running economy is seen to be more impacted by age and experience than direct training. This is important because it highlights the importance of patience in training. Hard work takes time, but in the end, patience builds success. Perhaps the most important factor that contributes to success in running is a good mentality, focus, and self-confidence. Beyond all, innate physical abilities are what truly set athletes ahead of the pack. Focus in running can help an athlete to stay composed as they fatigue throughout a race. As a race goes on and exhaustion begins to take its hold, our runner's main focus should become maintaining a form that is not detrimental by any means to their running economy. Elite performers don't seem to regress into a worse form as they see the effects of fatigue. It all comes down to the individual's ability to react to fatigue and to fight its effects until they cross the finish line. The mental game in running is so often overlooked by casual competitors, but any elite runner will acknowledge its importance in the path to becoming a champion. Even something as small as setting positive goals can elevate an individual to new heights of athletic competence. In a 2004 study on the impacts of goal setting and positive result expectancies on athletic performance, scientists found that fourth graders who set positive goals for themselves consistently performed better in a mile run. Both boys and girls saw success in setting goals for themselves, though it is interesting to note that both groups had vastly different focuses in setting their goals. The importance of the differences in their goals is not to highlight differences between boys and girls, rather to highlight the fact that every person's individual goal set can help them uniquely in their quest for success. Many runners train their entire lives only to come short of being truly successful because their minds were not ready for the task at hand. Focus and self-confidence are the final puzzle pieces that allow an individual to rise above the pack and become a champion. So for a quick recap, genetics are important if you want to be the best in the world. But there are still important mental and physical steps that any athlete can take to improve their personal performance and confidence in the world of running. I hope you learned something interesting or beneficial today. Thank you for listening. Keep on running, Montana.